I want to talk a little bit about why you might want to buy a business versus building one. I think they emphasize two different skills. Some people are better at one, some people are better at the other, but I think both are totally viable paths to success as an entrepreneur. So what are the skills that you need when you go to build a company from scratch? If you're building a company from scratch, you need to be able to have some kind of product in sight. Ideally, you either can build the tool yourself or you have a partner that you can build something with. And then of course, the skill to get your first 100 customers uh, is a very different skill than getting your second 100 customers. Um, so just juxtaposing the difference between going from zero to one or going from one to two or one to five, one to 10. Uh, so broadly, building versus buying, I've done both. I've built something from scratch and sold it and I bought something and I've sold it. Now, personally, I'm funneling all of my winnings back into XO where we buy businesses because I feel like, particularly in this in inflationary environment, this is the best use of my, uh, this is the best place for my, my capital. So who is in the best position to buy a company? These aren't hard rules. These are just suggestions or, or things that I think might make it easier for you. I mean, again, we're just trying to stack the deck, right? There's no... Uh, there's no extra kudos for building a business on hard mode, right? You want to make this as easy as possible. It's, it's hard enough just in and of itself. So um, I think that if you work at a day job that provides you with an extra few thousand dollars a month, um, I think that that's tremendously helpful, right? You don't want this choice to uh, be one where it's catastrophic if it fails. So if you buy a business and it doesn't work out, or it, it eventually goes to zero, you kind of want to limit your downside. And so the best way to do that, honestly, is if, especially if you, this is your first deal, expect to lose everything on your first deal. And if you work a day job where you can kind of slowly build that capital back up, your actual risk isn't that high as compared to if you quit your job and put all of your money into one deal that doesn't end up working out. I think that's a, a way different uh, type of risk profile. That may be the right answer for you, but it hasn't been for me and I definitely wouldn't recommend it if you're just starting out. A second thing I think is really helpful is if you already work in tech and you're buying a tech company. Absorbing the kind of information that you do just working in that environment or being around those types of people every day, you're kind of by osmosis learning intangibles that would be very difficult for you to just pick up on the fly if you were to buy a business in an industry that you know nothing about. Another area that I think is tremendously helpful is, is if you have some kind of experience with project or product management um, or even program management, any of those things can translate directly into what it takes to buy, take over, and then operate some kind of SaaS company. If you're gonna pick up a SaaS company and you don't know how to code yourself, and this isn't a project that you're going to be actively building and writing code for yourself, um, then those project management skills are tremendously helpful when you go to try and hire a dev team. So none of these are strictly necessary. They're just things that I think are helpful or have at least been helpful to me. I'd also recommend you just approach this as a long-term investment. This isn't going to be something that yields cash very quickly. Honestly, even if it is cash flow positive, oftentimes you're better off using that money to try and grow the business than you are at taking it out, right? If you make an extra, I don't know, let's say $1,000 a month from this business, it's actually much better for you to just funnel it back into the business than for you to take the cash out and make an extra $1,000 a month for yourself. I think 
this is a long-term game and I think that the business will be better for it if you just reinvest all your profits, at least for the first year. I always recommend partnering up at least with one other co-founder through this initial venture, especially if it's the first business that you're going to buy. You just cut your risk in half basically by sharing the cost of the acquisition with, with somebody else. I used to run solo most of the time and I've found it increasingly helpful to have a group of people that are better than me in one or more areas and, and complement my skill set. My background is technology heavy and I was a software engineer for a long time so I have an advantage on architecture or cutting down on our software engineering costs right because I can manage those directly but I do not have as much experience in sales nor do I have as much experience on marketing and so partnering with somebody that does have those skill sets has been really helpful for our group to grow faster. If you haven't bought a business before the first one that you're buying is as much about learning as it is about profit. I would just emphasize the learning. If it works, you can scale it up and then optimize for more profit later. But the initial one is just about learning. You might hate this. This might suck for you. This might not fit into your idea of what this was supposed to be. It's certainly not passive income. It hasn't been for us. I think that the passive income deals that, I don't know, you see on, on Twitter are uh, one-offs, they're lightning strikes, and I wouldn't expect that to, I wouldn't go into this expecting that that's going to happen for you. It hasn't happened for me. Hopefully one day it will, uh, but again, just assume that this is going to be extremely active income. In fact, pretend like you just bought yourself a second job. We did this with our first three deals. We bought them just to educate ourselves, and we did accomplish that, uh, but secondarily, we did end up 5xing, 6xing them, but that was part luck, part timing, maybe a sprinkle of skill. But again, the emphasis was on the learning and these deal sizes were very small. So our, our risk was not very high at all. I don't know whether to call this ego or something else, but there's this concept that buying a business somehow makes you less of an entrepreneur than somebody that started a business from scratch. I, I think generally you don't need to prove anything to anyone. We're trying to make money here. If, if you're good at growing stuff, you don't need to prove that you can start something from scratch. Who cares? The only real difference between those two is the entry point, right? If you spent a year building something from scratch and I bought it from you a year later, I basically bought that year of time, energy, effort, all those intangibles that you went through to get the business to a certain point. I can just buy that today and start there today. So after we've bought it, whether we spent a year, whether you spent a year building it and then we bought it from you on day 366, we're effectively at the same place at that moment in time, which of course is still just about great customer service, marketing, growth, uh, and you know whether your goal is eventually to sell the business or in some cases, like for us, we, we try to think about holding them forever. The money's all green on the other side of both of those equations. So I wouldn't have too much of an ego about whether you bought a business or started one from scratch. It ultimately doesn't matter. Some of the benefits of buying versus building I think if you're buying a business, you have a much lower product risk. You don't have to think about whether or not people want this. Uh, this is of course in the case where there's already revenue generating in the business that you're about to buy. We don't buy businesses that don't make any money, right? Somebody might have really cool technology, but until they have customers, it's not of interest to us. So once a, once a SaaS product has customers, you effectively, part of what you're buying is lower product risk. You already have customers, they have some kind of profile, there might be 10 of them, there might be two of them, there might be a hundred of them, but um, 
again, each of those has different risks, but let's say you buy something with 25 customers. From day one, you can actually go to those 25 customers and figure out what they want, who they are, what they look like, how to find more of them, where do these types of people hang out? You have all these questions that uh, you, you can get immediate answers to, whereas the person starting from scratch has to go guess about what type of person might buy this, right? And there's a lot of failed experiments along the way. Unless, of course, they got very lucky, but generally it takes a long time to get those initial 25 customers. But getting customer number 26 through 50 is a lot less challenging if there's some semblance of product market fit, which I don't believe is actually a function of size. Another benefit of buying over building, you have revenue from day one. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of logging into Stripe and seeing money there from day one, but as somebody who started and failed at launching several different SaaS companies, having revenue in a Stripe account from day one is, is a really magical feeling. Another benefit of buying versus building, we tend to try and buy on a multiple of revenue, right? So the business makes $50,000 a year, we might buy that for $150,000 to $200,000. Uh, you know, we might finance that in several different ways, but the point is, is that we're actually buying the business on a multiple of revenue. When you do that, you can almost think of all of the innovation, all of the failed experiments, effectively the roadmap that the entrepreneur went through to get to that place, you get all of that and the product almost for free. And I think that that's a really cool way to think about a benefit of buying a business over building one. Some of the downsides of buying versus building, it definitely requires cash. I think the complexity is a little bit higher because you're not in the weeds from day one. So you're getting handed this thing that may have a lot of surface area. Of course, you go through diligence to try and uncover as much as possible, but oftentimes there are things in there that you cannot discover during diligence or, or you know, more accurately, you will not discover during diligence. You're not going to find all of the skeletons in the closet. And I don't believe that buying a business is about finding all of them before you buy it. Generally with these small acquisitions, they tend to take 30, 40 days mo at most. So you, you don't even have the time to get in too deep. So again, it's not about trying to find all the skeletons before you buy them. It's just about trying to limit your downside and finding out uh, as much as you can, obviously, before you buy it. But generally, you're just trying to find things that could kill the business. Anything else you can kind of fix along the way. The most obvious one is technical debt. Even though these companies are young, that process of turning left and right or pivoting or trying this or trying that tends to leave artifacts in the code base that are not optimal for the current product that started to get some kind of product market fit. What that has meant concretely for us is having to rebuild some products from scratch, which sucks. It's very expensive. But again, the benefit is that you know that on the other end of this, the thing that you build will be of interest to the customers that you've already acquired. So to be honest, I have a marketing business that I started from scratch and I also have this Exo Capital Group where we buy SaaS companies. I've, I've built and sold an AI company from scratch. I've done both of these things. And I wish that somebody had told me about buying businesses 10 years ago. I think I'd be in a very different financial position than I am today uh, if I had started buying these SaaS companies earlier. Uh, and like I mentioned before, this is where I'm putting most of my personal capital. I just, I can't justify, stock, stocks are getting a little bit better. Um, equities are, are starting to look more reasonable, uh, but at least in Los Angeles, housing prices are just still absurd. Um, and so I'm, I'm personally just funneling all of my cash back into trying to buy these, these small SaaS companies.
I've also found the process of buying these businesses just much less stressful than starting from scratch. That period of unknown where you're guessing and failing a lot is really stressful for me and it's stressful for the team. And I think that when you buy the business, seeing small wins or getting immediate feedback or having a list of things to go build from customers that have requested features that don't exist yet, it's such a different feeling than having to go and discover all these things on your own. And ultimately, the, the chances of you actually succeeding starting a business from scratch are way lower. And so I love that I can have kind of an uncapped upside when I buy these businesses, right? They're just pure SaaS companies. There's nothing that says that they can't 5X or 10X. But I'm limiting my downside in that I might buy some of that initial year, let's say, to get to wherever the business is today. Uh, but I don't have that risk profile and that, that just ends up working out much better for me.